1: Again, thank God, thank God for this invite. I love this atmosphere, it's such an atmosphere of praise and love. I mean, you can just feel the presence of God so mightily every time you walk through these doors. And me and my wife, we say that to each other every time. So thank you again for this beautiful invite. Um, we're going to go ahead yeah, and get into God's word and see what God has for us today. Now, I want to let you know something. God has given me this gift, and it's this gift of remembering his word. And I, I wish I had it in school because I didn't have it, okay? <laughs> I didn't, couldn't remember hardly anything, but he did. And, and you know, like uh, John 14, 26 tells us that the Holy Spirit teaches you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. He does it. And I can be speaking, and next thing you know, scriptures just start flowing, and you might not see them on a teleprompter, but I ask you to take notes, and please listen and follow with me, please. All right. So let's get into God's word. If you have your Bible with you, please go to the book of Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. And it reads, now this is the Joseph speaking, which we'll get into and we'll, uh, understand more about this passage while we're just singling out this one verse. In Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, Joseph said, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God, oh, I love that, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20 in the New King James Version. Let us pray. Great God, in the name of Jesus, King of King and Lord of Lord, you are great. You're in a class all by yourself and there's nothing that can be compared to you, King. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for your word, Lord, that sanctifies us, that sets us apart. Your word, Father, heaven, that cleanses us. Your word, that quickens us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us and conforming us into the image of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a God who has forgiven us. Thank you for the salvation that is through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for letting us be new creatures in Christ and giving us new identities. Thank you so much for allowing us, Lord, to be used by you. You are amazing, great God. Lord, we ask you, let this time fight in heaven be a time when we grow in the grace and knowledge of you. That we fight in heaven with in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be perfected and edified by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For a title I would like to use, it had to happen. It had to happen. And today we're going to put on the microscope this life of this man named Joseph. Joseph faced a lot of hardships he faced a lot of challenges and a lot of heartaches and he faced a lot of difficult situations and I'm sure we can all relate to that in this world that we live in. Uh, Jesus told us you know in the book of John 1633 said, in this world you will have tribulations and, and you and I have faced hardship you and I have faced difficult times you and I have even maybe even had our heart broken. And some of us may not understand why, God, why, why did it have to happen? And I remember when I was young, when I was growing up, somebody said, hey, don't ask God why. I said, well, Jesus stretched out his arms and said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And just like Jesus Christ, as he walked this earth, have the same relationship with the living God, I do too because I am in Christ Jesus. And there are sometimes some things that happen to us in life and we want to know why. Why did this have to happen? And so I pray that as we go through this today that we will be able, that the Holy Spirit will be able to show us and give us peace about some things that we have endured in our life that Satan's brought into our life or what was allowed into our life that made us bitter instead of better. You see, the book of Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 7 says this. It says that a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. You ever heard that saying, you know, that say when life throw you lemons Make lemonade. Well, see, we serve a God that is so sovereign. A God that is so powerful. God who said in Isaiah 46 and 10, he declared the end from the beginning. He's the creator of heaven and earth and all that is in it. He can take anything that has happened in your life and turn it out for the good. I'm a true, true example of God taking a mess and turning it into a message. So I pray as you're here and receive this message today that the Holy Spirit will give you peace That he will remove the bitterness, that he will remove the resentment that has taken place in your life, that your spiritual eyes will be opened and for you to be able to see that what has happened in your life, it was meant to make you better and not bitter. It was meant to set you free and not keep you in bondage. It was meant to bring you into the full knowledge of Jesus Christ and to an instrument that can be used by the living God to bring glory to his name. It had to happen, Yes, the pain that you have suffered, the traumatizing event, the things that you shed tears for, what you still may have resentment or bitterness in you today, those things had to happen for a reason. That job that you lost, the family member that rejected you or the loved one that rejected you or neglected you. We will see these things happen in the, book, in the life of Joseph. Now, in Genesis chapter 15, verse 20, this verse we read, it, in order for us to understand the context of this verse, we got to back up a little bit and we got to quickly look over the life of Joseph. Sometimes I like to call him old Joe. And we're going to look over his life and see some things that has happened, the things that happened today that we also can relate to in our own life. Here today in 2020, that's why I love the Bible. It speaks, it is living, it is powerful. I mean, the things that happened then, it can still happen today. But what is beautiful, we are in Christ Jesus and can can overcome anything by the blood of the lamb and by the word of his testimony. Amen? Amen. So in Genesis chapter 37, we find this man named Jacob, uh, who was the grandson of Abraham, and he has a son named Joseph. And we start learning some things about Joseph, especially like when you get in verse 2. And I'm not going to read the verses. What I'm going to do, I just want to kind of like highlight them a little bit and just, you know, just some little things about it just for the sake of time. But when you read the, uh, verse 2 in chapter 37 by Joseph, you know, Joseph, he, he's a tattletale, right? Yeah, he, he, he's a tattletale. He, he runs back and he tells his father, his brothers are out there, they're, they're watching the flock, but he runs back and he gives the father, he gives the father an evil report about him. Which which can be a life lesson. You know, sharing evil reports can cause a lot of division. Going back and sharing evil things, you know, God tells us this, and it's not going to be on a prompt, but I ask you to listen. You know, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed from your lips. But that which is good that it may impart in grace unto the hearer, let it be for edification. Be careful about what you go when you go spread. Social media does it enough. The news does it enough. We, we don't want to be Satan's tool and instrument by spreading evil into this earth, right? So here was Joseph, somebody who went and spread an evil report. And now today that, we learn a little bit of things about um, the, the word of God in the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. You know, God, he tells something. You know, uh, he speaks of, and starting verse 16, about six things the Lord hate. And when you get down to verse 19, he says, one of the things, another thing is a false witness, he who speaks lies and one who sow discord among brethren. You know, when you go and you go and tell somebody something evil that somebody else said, all you're doing is causing division. And all you're doing is causing discord among brethren. And you know what you're doing? You're operating according to Satan's plan. See, Satan, he, he knows that Psalms 133 verse 1 said how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Right? And in verse 3 he said, for there God commands the blessing." See, Satan don't want us to operate in unity because there's power in unity. So he wants you to spread evil things and sow discord so there will be division and strife and contention. And then the character of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, who's still alive today, is not manifested. So we can learn something from that. Another thing we learned about Joseph, when we read verse 3, we can see that Joseph, he was favored by his father and his, and his brothers. And he, and he was favored by his fathers. And his dad had given, gave him this coat of many colors. And in verse 4, we learned that his dad, his brothers, they hated him. They, they didn't like old Joe. And I, this is something one I can speak to about their parents. You know, especially there's a lot of times where you are, there are marriages, there's blended families. And sometimes you might want to show a little more attention to your biological child than your stepchild. Don't you know kids can see that, parents? You know, and know what that does? That causes division. That causes the strife in your home. Make sure that that same love that is compelling through you for your loved one that is your biological child, that you're making sure that the same grace that Jesus Christ said extended to you and the forgiveness that he extended to you, you are allowing that to flow through you also to the child that is not your biological child. Make sure your children know that they are loved equally, in spite of how, you know, little Jimmy might be a little more hard-headed than little Susie, right? But the Bible told me in the book of Romans chapter 8, and he read me in verse 10, he said, when I was an enemy of God, he still, Jesus died and reconciled me to him. So therefore, we still have to manifest the love of Christ in spite of how they are acting. And make sure we don't put one up higher than the other because I've seen a lot of kids walk around with a lot of low self esteem, like they're not loved or cared for, all because love is being poured more into one than the other. So we want to make sure that we don't make sure that we're not the one or we're not the author of the division of our children hating one another. We learned something else. We learned from verses five through eleven that Joseph had this dream, and I'm not going to get all into it, but I'm going to tell you Joseph had this dream about about the sheaves, and, and the dream was symbolic to one day he would be ruler in a position where his brothers who hated him and his daddy also them that one day they will be bowing down to him, and this when he told that dream made them hate him even more. Okay, not only that, so one day Joseph's dad he they, he sent. Joseph to the brothers to while they was watching the flock well when Joseph got to his brothers they wasn't where they're supposed to be he met this man in the field and the brothers were in Dothan and they were not with the flock so these brothers they see him coming and then they start plotting to kill him because they're like oh man he's gonna go tell dad on us we're not where we're supposed to be so they had plotted to kill Joseph but Reuben the oldest brother he stood up and did not let that happen do right? you know sometimes bad things can happen to us not because of what we did wrong but sometimes bad things can happen when you do right. Joseph, all he did was went and obeyed what his father told him to go do. He went and done what his father told him to do and it reminds me of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in John 8:40, and 40 where he obeyed God and even the Pharisees wanted to, to destroy him. Let me tell you something, especially you young people. You know, when you're following Jesus Christ, those who are not following Jesus Christ are not going to want to be your buddy. And they're not going to like you. You're not going to hear The matter of fact, Proverbs 29, 27 says that the upright, those who walk uprightly, is an abomination to those who are not uprightly. So there, there will be kind of friction between you and someone. When you serve someone, even on a job, even in your life, even adults, when you are, have friends or people in your life and you want to walk and serve the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we got to understand that the world and Jesus are at a combat between one another because Satan is the prince of the power of the world, of the air. So therefore, Joseph, here was somebody who just went and obeyed his father. And when he went to obey his father, next thing you know, his brothers caught him. They stripped him of that coat that daddy had gave him. They threw Joseph in a pit. The Midianite traders came along. Israelites come along. And they sold Joseph for 20 pieces of silver. After a while, he, was being, well, he was got, got sold into Egypt. Then he became up under the wing of Potiphar, in, which is an officer of Pharaoh, Right? His brothers then went and killed a sheep, dipped his coat in blood, and went and lied to the father about what really happened to Joseph. Have you ever had someone lie to you about what really happened? I mean, me and my wife, we do a lot of counseling, and, and, and sometimes. this is I have learned that there are three sides to the story. <laughs> there's his side, there's her side, and there's the Lord's side, <laughs> okay? <laughs> And the lower side is the one that's always right. okay? But sometimes we don't want to tell the truth about what really happened. Or sometimes you have had people lying on you about what had really happened and what really took place in your life. And, and, and that right there uh, is something that's a tactic that Satan wants to use to try to bring about division and strife. He does especially, he loves to attack marriages. Why? Because the marriage is the example of the way Jesus Christ loved the church. And Satan don't want the world to see forgiveness, love, joy, and peace manifest between a man and a woman. So therefore, that's why he attacked you so much. This is why it's so important for married couples to come together, stay together in unity, praying and fasting together, and fighting in war in the good fight of faith together against his adversary called the devil, because he is alive and real. Okay. Anyway, back to Joseph. Now, while working in in Potiphar's house, you know, he was in the book of Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. It tells us that the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, wait a minute. All these things that have happened to Job, in spite of what happened to him in his life, you mean the Lord was with him? The Lord was still with him? Sometimes we may wonder if God is there. Sometimes, and as with the truth be told, you may wonder, if was God there when this happened? God, were you there when you allowed this to happen or that to happen? Let me, let me tell you something, being in Christ Jesus. John chapter 10 and verse 7 said that Jesus said, I am the door. What is a door? A door is a point of access. Like none of us could be in this building if we did not come through that door, right? So in order for, and now since I am in Christ Jesus... In any way, anytime something have access into my life, first it has to come through the door. The door has to allow it. But see, if he allow it, he told me in Ephesians 1.11, for it is him who work out all things after the counsel of his own will. So if anything is allowed into our life, we can have hope because we serve a God who told me in Romans 8.28 that he works out all things together for the good. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose and plan. Don't leave that word out. Love him. Because John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Right? See, when you're following the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and walking in obedience, hey, things will work out for the good for you. I can't say that for someone who's rebellious, just living however they want to. But when you're following Jesus with your heart and honoring the Lord and Savior and following him with the best of your wisdom and knowledge by the power of the Holy Spirit and things happening to your life, he will allow those things to work together for the good. So here, God, he was still with Joseph. Even though Joseph was someone who was hated by his brothers. Even though Joseph was someone who was rejected. He was someone who uh, was lied about. Still the Lord was with him because God has promised even us today in Hebrews thirteen eight, he said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. In spite of what you're going through, the heartache that you are experiencing, I'm still there. That's what I love about the living God that we serve. Now something else I learned about Joseph when we get back in him because of Ecclesiastes 1.9 tells us there's nothing new up under the sun and we still face those things today. But we learned that while he was off in a house that his wife saw Joseph as a handsome young man. According to what the Bible has to say. Matter of fact, she desired Joseph. Matter of fact, but he refused, and I love this about Joseph. No matter what has happened to him, no matter what he has been through, no matter how he was treated, Even though he was raised in a dysfunctional family, still he was somebody who honored the living God. Look at this in chapter 39, verse 89. It said, but he refused and said to his master's wife, he said, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. He said, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Look at that. Even though he, had, he was now in a place where he was, had been sold into slavery, he was in a place in life where you could be filled with oppression and depression and make up every kind of excuse because of how your family or your siblings or how you was treated or how you was lied about or how you was rejected, but still Joseph, in spite of, what had happened to him, he still glorified and honored the living God. See, so so many of us get mad at God because of some things that has happened. And if the truth be told, you know what I mean, you have been angry because of things that has happened to you in your life. I remember there was this one time I was at the store. And it was this lady, and she was in line, and this lady, she had on a shirt that says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. She had Second Corinthians five seventeen, but as she was in line, she was not showing Second <laughs> Corinthians five seventeen. Okay, man, she was allowing verbal words to come out of her mouth. She was, I mean, outraged because she was in a hurry. The one before was taking forever, and I mean, she was letting them know how she felt, and she did not try to hide it. And I said, "Excuse me, ma'am, can I pray for you?" She said, "What do you want to pray for me for?" I said, whoa, whoa, yes. I said, you know, just God, just put it on my heart to pray for you. She said, well, God made me this way, and this is who I am. I said, well, can I share the Bible with you? She said, if you want to. I said, well, thank you. (laughs) So I opened up the Bible to her, and I showed her, like in Genesis chapter 1, from 25 to 26, how God made us in his image. Then I showed her in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and also Colossians chapter 1, how Jesus Christ is the image of God. After that, I pointed to the character of Jesus Christ, which is Galatians chapter 522, which is the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, patience, meekness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. I said, no, 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 ma'am, God didn't make you that way. I said, it's the heartaches you have experienced in life, the disappointments. The things that has happened to you, the things, the bitterness and the resentment that has you have allowed to build up the unforgiveness because you have been let down, or some things have happened to you that you are not well pleased with, and they're still on the inside because God said out abundance of the heart, and the mouth speak. And this right here is just showing the condition of your heart. Hey, she started weeping. She started weeping and she confessed and we prayed, and you know what? She sat there from that next to that time and said, Thank you, and waited patiently. See, sometimes we get mad because some things that has happened to us in life and it develops into our character. And then they say, no, our character is not manifesting the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So back to old Joe, we get into verse 7 and we know that the Bible said that part of her wife, she had this longing eye for Joe. And seriously, it says that. It said it came to pass that after these things, that yeah, this master wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. I can imagine how that looked. You know those Egyptians had those big painted eyebrows and things on, right? So I can imagine she looking at old Joe like, hey, you know, wink, wink, you know. I can imagine how that looked, you know, especially with that, like, like whoa. But she, she, she had a, the longing eye for old Joe. But still he refused, so she grabbed him, and he ran out without his garment. Now, you know, that's something you and I can practice. Not running around in your birthday suit. That's not what I'm talking about, practicing, okay? But something that you and I should practice and something we should really instill and teach our children is something Joseph did. And we find that in Romans 12 and 9 where it says to love, love without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Joseph got away from evil. He got away from what was evil. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 6:18 says, and this is something that we have to Please share with your youth because social media and everywhere you turn now is have so much perversion and corruptness to tel- uh, spread it on the word today. But First Corinthians 6.18 says flee sexual immorality. It tells us to flee it. Satan is trying to use that weapon to try to destroy so many marriages and so many temptations and things like that. It's just right now at the click of a button. But Joseph fled from it. And that's what we need to do. Flee from it. Even if you got to chunk your phone and get you a flip phone, do so, okay? Flee from it. If you're not strong enough in the Lord and in the power of his might, flee from it. It's all a trap for Satan, and he is trying to get you a little by little by little to break the covenant that you have with that one that you are to honor and nurture and cherish. Flee from it, especially you youth. It's a trap. So Joseph, back to him, he fled from it. And when he fled from it, he, she went and told the husband that he did, tried to lie with her. The husband believed it, and Joseph got locked up in prison. You're like, really, God? I mean, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you, and I and I get through into prison. Some of us can ask God that you know, God, really, here I am serving you. Here I was, faithful, committed to my marriage, and this happened? Really? And the answer is yes. It had to happen. Because when we fast forward, and we completely fast forward to Joseph's lie, because Joseph also ended up, he ended up meeting this butler while he was inside, and this butler forgot all about Joseph. But when we get over here to the back, back to this verse that you and I started out on, which was Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, when we get back to here, we learn something. When Joseph said, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for the good. To bring about this day, he said, to save much people's lives. What if the things that God has let happen to you today was to bring you to a full knowledge of Jesus Christ? What if the things that God has allowed to happen to you today was to bring you into a stronger vessel? To make you now, what things that you used to cry and shed tears about? Now you have a testimony to help your children. Now you have a testimony to help that coworker, that person that he brings into your life. But he allowed those things to happen now for you to be strong and to manifest his glory. You know somebody who can vouch for that? And as I get ready to close, his name is called Paul. The apostle Paul in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 through 14 tells us this. He said, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things that which has happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident in the whole palace guard that all the rest, that my chains are in Christ. And most, he said, and most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident by my chains are much more boldly to speak the word without fear. The things that happened to Paul was so that God could be glorified. The things that happened to Paul allowed Jesus Christ to be manifested through his mortal body. What if the things that has happened to you allowed you to now be with the husband or wife that you are now with? What if the things that has happened to you and has now taught you to be the dad that you did not, was not raised or you did not see growing up? See, now because of your dad who left, you know how it feels not to have daddy there, so you're a committed father to loving your child, to raising him with the wisdom and emotion of the Lord. You saw your mom mistreated, so now you are a committed husband one who loves his wife and nurture and cherish her see the things that happen God can use it for the good right. and if anybody has ever neglected you and left your life you remember Joseph's brothers were disobedient so therefore God had to get Joseph out of their life because you know evil company corrupts good character and you can't change your character if you don't change your company Amen. and God had a plan for Joseph and he couldn't let him grow up around those brothers who was disobedient And let it rub off on him. See, that's another thing for us blended families. See, dads, the reason that you have that child in your life is because maybe the dad that he had did not have a character that you have. And Proverbs 17 and 6 says, the glory of children are their fathers. And God has a plan for that child. And what he wants to do, he wants to raise that child to exercise the gift that he has for him and you are the one to do it. So it had to happen. So whatever has happened in your life, Let the resentment, the bitterness, let it go because we serve a God who is a king of kings and a lord of lords and who allows it all to work together for the good. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Great God, first, thank you in the name of Jesus. God, you make miracles out of mistakes. You turn, you're a God who, who can turn a mess into a message, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And even though sometimes we can't understand why certain things happen, Lord, we know fighting in heaven that the only way that it can have access into our life if you allow it. And God, the things that you have allowed into our life, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will look at it as a thing that you have allowed for a purpose, Lord, to bring glory to you. That we will all still, complete, still walk in the attitude that Job had because Job, Joseph, excuse me, Lord, he still glorified you that we will glorify you and worship and praise you, Lord, no matter what has happened in our life. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.
0: I don't know about you, but that's encouraging because I know if you're anything like me, you've been through some stuff. There've been some things that have happened to you that you've wondered why did that happen? And it's encouraging to my heart to know that even in the midst of that, in Romans 8, 28, like what you like what you were talking about, that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So no matter what you're walking through, god can god can turn it to good god can work it all together for the good your past he's working it together for the good the broken relationship he's working it together for the good the betrayal he's working it together for the good you just keep on loving him keep on following him keep on trusting him come on sometimes it's it's sometimes it's difficult to trust when you feel like trust has been broken But how many of you know that we serve a God who is always able to be trusted, no matter what? He's always faithful, he'll never leave us, never forsake us, amen? We're gonna sing this song and we're gonna worship together and I wanna pray for you. And I just, my prayer for you is that this word would just settle in your heart, that it would, that it would encourage you. A word like this has the potential to really change you from the inside out if you can really grab a hold of it. And so with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you and